Say something else for me, baby. <laughs> Your voice cute. <laughs> One more time. Say like a sentence. Uh, was that enough of a thing? Yeah. Lately, I've been sober, chasing new highs. Hear the words of the Almighty, the children of Israel. For the Almighty had the controversy because there is no truth, no mercy, no knowledge of I am in this land. By swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood touches blood. In these first two verses, the Most High states clearly that his controversy brought about because there is no truth, there is no mercy, nor is there any knowledge of it. In verse 2, he lets you know that it's by swearing, lying, killing, and stealing, and committing adultery, that you, that things break out in blood, touch the blood, so that would mean to avoid your blood, the blood touching blood, you avoid those things before mention. Where in Hosea 4, by the way? Verse 2. Therefore shall the Lamb and everyone that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beasts of the field and with the fowls of heaven. Yet the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. We're coming to the tail end of this of these things. The fish have certainly been taken away to the point that but we may be on the verge of replenishing. Verse 4 Yet let no man strive nor reprove another for thy people are as they that strive with the priests. As that was a warning to Israel saying, don't, don't try to reprove when you see them doing wrong. Because they think that they're right no matter what. That's where that cognitive dissonance comes in. That's when violence breaks out and blood touches blood as you try to break someone else's uh, perception of reality. It's some people's defense mechanism is to allow violence to break out. So for your safety, don't, uh, for lack of a better term, cash your pearls before swine. If someone is going to change, it has to be in them. They have to consciously be seeking it. They have to want to change. Verse 5. Therefore shalt thou fall in the day, 
prophet also shall fall with thee in the night, and I will destroy thy mother. The mother is the land. Verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy power, I will also forget thy children. What is knowledge that the Most High will destroy us for not having? If all there is is the Most High, if the Most High feels all of creation, but all of creation doesn't feel Him, the Most High is knowledge itself about everything. But true knowledge, not just information. The children that he forgot are our ancestors. We are the children of the children that he forgot, if you will. It's almost as if he is turning his face back towards us, which he is. The pendulum is swinging back, however you want to look at it, however you want to put it. Letting us off the bridge. Verse 7. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore, I will change their glory into shame. The, to the extent that we as brown melanated people in America to the extent that we're looked at and looked down upon our glory was that much greater than what we are now <laughs> even more so because at current we're in the negative but we aren't as far in the negative as we were in the positive or as we are in the positive aligned with the creator and the glory of the other nations does not amount to our glory when we're in alignment with the almighty as a matter of fact the glory of all the other nations combined almost would amount to our glory when we're in alignment with the Almighty. Verse 8. They eat up the sin of my people, and they set their heart on their iniquity. 
and there shall be like people, like priests, and I will punish them for their ways and reward them for their doings. Although things seem to be happening at random. The truth is, the Almighty is orchestrating everything from the big to the small, from the great to the insignificant. He's orchestrating the leaves on the trees. He's orchestrating the spiders in the corner of your room. So if things are allowed to reach you, I'm not saying that challenges don't arise. I'm not saying that obstacles aren't placed in the way. Those are set there to make you stronger for you to overcome. If things are being allowed to reach you, chances are there are some internal things that need to happen. There are some behavioral changes. There are some thought patterns. There are some habitual things that need to be worked out. Controlling the internal is the only way to affect the external. That was Hosea 4, 1 through 9. We got here because it contains such a popular saying, which is, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So, what is knowledge? Do we even, like, what are we, like, if we are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, that means for us to not be destroyed, we must attain knowledge. But to attain knowledge, we must seek after knowledge. But in order to even, to, in order to seek after knowledge, we have to understand what knowledge is. What is knowledge? According to the Webster's Dictionary, 1828, The number one definition in 1828 was a clear and certain perception of that which exists. Again, I mentioned. If the Most High feels the creation, but the creation doesn't feel the Most High, He is that which exists. So the complete definition in 1828 is a clear and certain perception of that which exists. Or of truth, in fact, the perception of the connection and agreement or disagreement and repugnancy of our ideas, meaning our ideas aren't true, our ideas aren't concrete, we are limited in our perception. So how can what we think or what we imagine be absolute? Because we don't, we don't have knowledge of everything. 
we're inferior when it comes to knowledge, as a matter of fact. The spectrums are broad. The light spectrum has many more layers, has more layers that we can't see than what we can. And that's just one spectrum. What about spiritual awareness? What about electromagnetism? There are awareness, uh, there is awareness and senses on many different planes. Knowledge is a perception of the connection and agreement and the disagreement of the repugnancy of our ideas. And the truth is what it is. Our ideas of it don't affect it. So we must seek to learn and abide by what it is as opposed to trying to define it for ourselves. Number two definition of knowledge in 1828 is learning. The illumination of the mind. So to gain knowledge of the most high is to activate. So to gain knowledge of the most high is to accept that his will is absolute over what your thoughts or opinions of things of how things should be uh, it's basically surrendering surrendering to his will but moving forward to the best of your ability By surrendering, that is, that surrendering, that act of surrendering is your mind becoming illuminated. Because now it's open to the possibilities. The Most High is going to endow you with His gifts. If you aren't ready to accept where the gifts are coming from, if you aren't ready to accept that there, there are limits and restrictions to some of these things based off of His consciousness, his awareness, his decisions. Number three definition of knowledge in 1828 is skill. So that means to know the most high, to know that which exists, to know the body is to have skill of the metaphysical aspects, not only the physical aspects or the emotional aspects of what we call being, but also the metaphysical aspects as far as our connection with our environment physically. How our hair is akin to leaves on trees. How our skin is akin to bark. How our thoughts and our vibrations definitely interact with all of the creatures the vegetation the air 
even things that again appear, do not appear on our spectrum. We are interacting with all of that simultaneously. It's a skill to become aware of those connections. Once you are aware of them, you can control them. We are the administrators of this earth.
socks over ours. When we use the term, we say super as in extraordinary. But what do we mean by power? Or what is power in itself? The definition of power according to the 1828 dictionary is the faculty of doing or performing anything. The faculty of moving or of producing a change in something. So by that definition, influence would be a faculty. It would be a power. If someone was extraordinarily good or skilled, i.e. super, at influencing others, is that not a superpower? I believe comprehension is a superpower. Anyone can learn. Most of the time that just involves memorizing. But to comprehend something and you truly understand why something is what it is or operates the way that it does. Memorize how to make something do something is one thing, but to understand why and how is something totally different. teach someone something and they learn it is teaching them one way how to use or do something to teach someone something so that they comprehend it 
gives them mastery and control of said thing, they can then apply that thing in different applications. If someone has only memorized something and not and doesn't understand why or how you do what you do to make said thing happen, there's no way for them to apply it in separate circumstances. The definition of comprehension, the act or quality of comprehending or containing a comprising see what equality is. All of these definitions are out of the 1828 dictionary. Definition number one for quality is property that which belongs to a body or substance or can be predicated of Qualities are natural or accidental. So comp comprehension is a quality that one must possess. It's a characteristic. They're natural or accidental, which means that it can be learned or attained or acquired. But for some people, it comes natural. Quality number two. Nature, relatively considered, as in the quality of action in regard to right or wrong. Definition number three, virtue or particular power of producing certain effects, as the quality of plants or medicines. virtue. Let's see what virtue is. This is a virtue or a particular power. We said that another definition that we didn't quite go into of power is the faculty of the mind as manifested by a particular mode of operation as, the, as in the power of thinking, comparing, and judging the reasoning powers. 
these powers of the mind are how we manifest. Everything that we experience is based on unseen forces. And then we experience them. Definition of virtue. In the radical sense, it is strength. From straining, stretching, or extending. In its primary sense, it's a man. My opinion on what this means is that when the most high-created man They were inherently virtuous. So much to the point that by definition they were it, man was a manifestation of virtue. Virtue would be in definition number one for virtue. Let's get into it. It is strength. That substance or quality of physical bodies by which they act and produced effects on other bodies. Basically, motivations. Your strength is your motivation. They equal the same thing. Why do you do what you do? If you harm someone else, why do you harm them? If you help someone else, why do you help them? Your reason is what determines what makes you stronger. Let's continue the definition. In this literal and proper sense, we speak of the virtue or virtues of plants and medicines and the virtues of drugs. In decoctions, the virtues of plants are extracted by long standing in the open air. The virtues are lost. So in this definition, virtues are property. They're long-standing in open air, meaning they are outside of their man boundaries. Their virtues, i.e. what makes them them, is lost. Currently, we are way outside of our boundaries as far as our moral behaviors, i.e. we are in the open air, so our virtues are lost. Definition number two. It's bravery or valor. This sense is nearly or quite obsolete. Definition number three of virtue is moral goodness. The practice of moral duties and the abstaining from vice or conformity of life in conversation to the moral law. In this sense, virtue may be, and in many instances, must be distinguished from religion, 
which means that virtue must be natural. It must be genuine. It must come from within, not from religious rites or anything that you do externally. It must derive from within you. That's why it must be distinguished from religion. practice of moral duties merely from motives of convenience or from compulsion or from regard to reputation is virtue as distinct from religion. The practice of moral duties from severe love to the Almighty and His laws is virtue and religion. In this sense, it is true. Virtue is nothing but voluntary obedience to truth. The Almighty's will is what we are living out, therefore that is truth. Since virtue by definition is moral goodness, let's see what moral is. Moral definition number one, relating to the practice, manners, or conduct of men as social beings in relation to each other and with reference to right or wrong. The word moral is applicable to actions that are good or evil, virtuous or vicious, and has reference to the law of the Almighty as the standard by which their character is to be determined. The word, however, may be applied to actions which affect only or primarily in principle a person's own happiness. So, moral can be applied to right or wrong, good or evil. But in order for it to be a virtue, it has to be moral goodness. So if we perish for lack of knowledge, and knowledge is the most high, true knowledge is the most high. You can't say you desire true knowledge if you do not genuinely desire to know the Creator. They are one and the same. I think it's pretty safe to say that the Creator only grants comprehension of himself to those who possess virtuous qualities who are morally good especially as it pertaining to social beings in relation to each other we perish because 
we don't truly seek to know the qualities of the creator. We don't seek to live based off what was set forth. Knowledge of the Almighty is the beginning of wisdom. That's all I get. Yeah. Lately I've been sober.